Hello, my fellow book lovers, and welcome to the monthly book review breakdown, why break down in more detail the books that I have read and reviewed in the previous month. For this month, which would be March, seeing like April, I read and reviewed five books, which was one lower than my usual. It's quite a busy month, so I was only able to do five. And those five were Zero to One by Peter Thiel, Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, A Birmingham Story by Ryan Sinclair, The 80-20 Principle by Richard Koch, and Hooked by Nir El. As always, if you would like to hear the reviews of each, please listen to the separate one-minute book reviews, as I'll be expanding on my initial comments made in the one-minute book reviews, so this podcast may contain some spoilers, just to give you a heads up. Before I start this podcast, I just want to say a massive thank you to all the people who listen to this podcast or listen to or watch the videos that I've now started to do since the beginning of March. I've started to make videos on YouTube and on Instagram as well. Just say a massive thank you to all of you who pay attention for all your comments, all the kind words. I just want to say I really appreciate it. Uh, just a bit of an update on where we are. It's been pretty much a year since I've started to do this on and off. Uh, I knew I took a couple of months off at the at sort of mid last year just because I had exams as part of my accounting course but I've started to do a bit more and started to hone down a bit more on the book stuff so I should have a lot more content coming your way I've been a bit lazy the past few days it was Easter weekend so I took a couple of days off Um, also training to do a personal training qualification so I've got that going as well so there's a lot going on so I'm just trying to get as much content as I can for you guys Um, reading and reviewing different books I've been very much heavy on the business uh, books at the moment. Uh, I just find that I'm on the roll with those ones, really enjoying some of the reads that have been suggested to me and some of the things I've seen. So hopefully I can get a bit more fiction coming your way. I've got a, I've got, I'm just looking at my bookshelf now. I've got Dan Brown, Origin, Lee Child, Midnight Line and Philip Pullman. So I've got three really, really good fiction books in the firing line. So... I'm hoping to get those read and reviewed to you sometime as well. All right, so the March book recap. So the first book I read this month was Zero to One by Peter Thiel. So Peter Thiel was one of the men who co-founded PayPal alongside Elon Musk, the founder of Tesla, SpaceX, to name a few, as well as many other startups. Explains in this book how to build startups that build a better future. The book gives an in-depth look into how to build startups that can be impactful in the current market conditions, needing the right balance between intellectual capacity and a higher purpose. Thiel begins by explaining how technology and innovation, coupled with globalisation, will make startups essential for building a prosperous future. To illustrate such points, he uses visual aids in particular, graphs, for instance, to explain the aspects in more depth. Furthermore, he develops on ideas which contradicted my initial understanding and can be seen as going against the trend. In one example, Thiel argues that being last to market, or if not, then analysing the market thoroughly before entering must be done to ensure longevity. Now, I'm just going to break this one down a bit more. So going against the trend, or uh, sorry, um, being last to market basically means seeing the waves of Um, consumer behavior or how other companies are acting in a current ecosystem or market before going into it so you know how it operates you know what works and what doesn't work so you can analyze your best strategy before entering that market 
A lot of people, especially in the startup world, think that being the first to marketplace. However, that might be good in like a one or two year stretch, but to really ensure longevity, I think you need, and what Thiel, not me, but what Thiel argues is you need to analyze and not be the first to market, be the last to market. So you have the customer base, you have the ideas and the strategies in order to, to have longevity. So the ultimate payoff then is to have a monopoly in the market. So how can a startup achieve this? Well, Thiel explains three points to build monopolizing companies. First, start small and monopolize. The second, scaling up. And thirdly, don't disrupt. I'm not going to expand on these points as much as I'd like to, but he expands on them in the book. And if you want to understand how a company or how your company can create a monopoly in your small niche, then I definitely think you should pick up this book. But it does show practical advice for anyone wanting to create a monopoly in their field. Having thought carefully about who this book is for, I have formed two groups who should read this book. The first is those wanting to create a startup themselves, to produce and distribute a product that can change the way we live in the future, to make an impact and eventually to create a monopoly for a specific market. And good luck to them because there's a lot of competition and in a lot of fields. Um, yeah, just good luck to all of them. The second is a larger group, those interested in startup culture and its effects to the way we live and wanting to apply some of those principles that Thiel talks about and other entrepreneurs talk about into their own businesses. Uh, although the book focuses on startups, which to some might mean Silicon Valley coders, I believe this book is relevant to any business wanting to grow or build or grow in their current market and to be successful in the long term. If you fit into either of those categories, then I really suggest you read this book. All right, so the second book I read this month was Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. Phil Knight is the CEO, founder, chairman, I'm not sure whether he's still CEO, but he was a founder of Nike. And Shoe Dog was my one audiobook through Audible for the month. I get one credit, so I thought I've been suggested this book by multiple people. And I love Nike story and I love the brand. So I thought I'd give this one a listen. Let me first comment on how well narrated this book was. I mean, it followed the tone of the story beautifully, kept me engaged at all times, uh, whether I was in the gym or in the car or just, you know, cooking or just around the house. Uh, the autobiography describes the story of Phil Knight, the founder of Nike and the trials and tribulations he went through when establishing Nike. Building a fan of uh, being a fan, sorry, of multiple sports and in particular Nike as a brand, I was fascinated by the story behind it. And what I loved about the story was the almost unbelievable nature of its creation. A lot of luck and hard work went into it, but ultimately it was the passion for the product that made it prevail into the brand that it is now. I describe this as an autobiography in my one minute book review, but I think it's more than that. It serves as motivation for anyone wanting to create their idea and follow whatever passions that might be. There are subtle business concepts embedded in the book as well, which readers can use in practice. But ultimately, this book is for anyone who loves a good story because that is what it is. I rated it five stars and I firmly believe it deserved that rating. Now, I thoroughly enjoyed this book and just going to go off script a bit. I, I really, really think that everyone should read this book. It's a great story by a great brand. 
and there's so much that everyone can learn from it. So, third book I read and reviewed was from an independent author that messaged me through Instagram to review his new book. Now, I do get sent quite a few books um, and I am quite selective about which ones I read, but this one was poetry and it's not 400, 350 pages. I mean, it was only 40 pages, so it's it doesn't take up too much of my time. But I want to try and make an effort to read and review independent authors because only a handful of publisher, uh, only a handful of authors get their books published. And I almost think it's my responsibility and my position to publicize the, the ones that aren't so well known and aren't being supported by big publishers just to get their story out there to get their just to promote them in any way I can because the content that I've read from independent authors is as good or if not matches that that I've read from main publishers so um yeah I'm just pleasantly pleasantly surprised with this set of poems I mean Sinclair addresses some of the emotions that many people experience throughout their life explaining how it affects their relationships um, as the reader, you feel like he is telling his life story through the poems and it's not so much fiction as an accurate account of his feelings felt. And that's why I encourage you all to check out his page and give it a read. I'm just going to double check his... I'm just logging on to Instagram now. Um, what is his page name? Sorry, bear with me one second. I think his words... Yeah, Words in Vision Art. That's Words in Vision Art on Instagram. Go check out his page. He does some really cool graphic stuff as well. Just, yeah, go check out his page. So that's why I encourage you all to read it. Um, Sinclair addresses feelings of trust, jealousy, anger, and depression in this collection, showing how it can affect an individual as well as the people around them. With a selection such as this, I believe it is up to the reader to experience it as it is poetry rather than an idea or concept. So when I read it, I might take from it what what I have a preconceived notion of and you might do it differently. So read it, just message him saying, look, I've, I listened to the one minute book of you. I listened to this podcast. I'm really interested in reading it and he'll just send you over a copy. I mean, that's what he did to me. Uh, it was well written and I believe it justified his three star rating um yeah so like i said just go pick it up it's only 40 pages message him show him some love tell him i came your uh that uh, i sent him your way um he's a great guy so the fourth book i read and reviewed was one of my most anticipated reads of the year so far so the 80 20 principle by richard cock so on my journey to read more and more books especially those in business and productivity I found Pareto's 80-20 principle coming up quite often. After reading it in the 4-hour work week and The Power of Habit, respectively, I decided to purchase this book, purchase this book by Richard Koch. So the 80-20 principle centers on the mathematical concept founded by Alfredo Pareto, a Italian mathematician that explains that 80% of all outputs, profits, or happiness derived from 20% of its inputs, sales, and activities. So for example, a typical business has 80% of its profits is made up generally by 20% of its goods sold. So what amazed me to start off with was the 
how this concept applies to many industries, ideas, and markets. So when Pareto initially analyzed this concept, it was looking at the wealth divide, how in a certain part of Italy, 80% of the wealth was divided amongst 20% of the people. And when looking at it in trying to establish the concept, he found that it applied across multiple industries, multiple markets, businesses, you know, immigration, all those kind of things. And that's what really amazed me about the principle itself. And the book really goes into depth about how this applies, how it, it can apply to anything that you, you want it to. I mean, I've personally implemented this into my personal life, finding the 20% of things that give me 80% of my general happiness. I use general here, I probably should have used total happiness. I mean, all it requires, as Koch explains in the book, is to think and reflect on what makes you happy. In the case of businesses, it is to look at the data and limit your losses and maximise your profits. The concept is highly analytical, but when applied correctly, can be amazing in determining how to achieve as much as you can with the least amount of effort. If any of you are like me, you might be unaware of your productivity levels and how to imp improve them. Uh, this was one of the reasons why I was so keen to read this book and why I think you should read it as well. It can be applied to business interest as well as your personal life, which makes it a complete package and justifies its five star rating. Now, little side note, it is a quite a technical book, but there's areas that you can skip if it doesn't apply to you. And he makes that very clear in the book. So yeah, great book. And it really lived up to my anticipation of it as well. So the last book I read and reviewed this month was one which I saw quite often on Instagram and on the business pages and, you know, hashtag entrepreneur and all that kind of stuff <laughs> that uh, I really wanted to read just because it had quite a, a striking cover. Uh, this obviously don't judge a book by cover, but it was a very, you know, eye catching cover. So I thought I'd give it a read. And it's by it's called Hooked by Nia Eyal. It's how to build habit-forming products. After looking through the Instagram, oh, so after looking through the Instagram business feed, I kept on seeing this book appear. So that's one of the reasons why I bought this book, and it explains how producers of goods and services can use scientific knowledge of habit-forming to build something that will be profitable. The center of the book is the hook model. As mentioned in the one-minute book review, it follows closely to the habit loop. As explained, by Charles, as, as explained by Charles Duhigg in The Power of Habit, which I read and reviewed a couple of, I think a month or two ago. Um, I read and reviewed that one, so if you want to hear the full review, just check out my page. However, Eyal it includes the fourth part in the hook model invest, uh, in the book, and that is investment. When we have a habit, either good or bad, under the habit loop, we are stuck in in the trigger action and reward cycle continuously. However, when it comes to purchasing a good or service or using a service, there must be an investment on our part to enable us to continue using it. For instance, if we're gonna use Instagram, that's liking, commenting. If we're gonna use Snapchat, that's doing the same, sending pictures back, or it could be um, if you're going to use, you know, an app or anything like that, you have to put investment as in time and effort in, in order to use it to get the reward from it in order to make it a habit. So 
putting that time and effort into understanding to use the good or service allows you or allows it to become a habit. And it was interesting to read this concept and after looking at its application across multiple industries and markets, I believed it to be true. And as explained in my one minute book review, this book is technical and developed for producers to create and distribute to the right market. So if you're a producer and you want to know how to analyze the market, then you can find out the best ways to do that by reading this book to find and create habit forming products. However, if you're someone like me who likes to read about habit formation, there is something to be learned in this book as well. I rated it four stars and I believe its ideas and concepts are applied to our current ecosystem. So that's a wrap for this month's um, monthly book review recap. Uh, I have some really interesting books that I'm planning to read in the next couple of weeks. Um, I have some time off in the next couple of weeks, so I'm trying to get as much book content as out before I go on holiday. Um, if there's anything or if you'd like to comment on some of the books that I've read, if you want to read them, then just shoot me a message. And um, if you have any book suggestions and send me a message as well, I'd love to hear from you as always. Um, thanks for listening and until next time, uh, happy reading.